Anger is a fuel that's dangerous when out of control. But managed well, it can energize you to identify and confront problems. If you ask someone, do you get angry? The person is likely to say that they never yell, scream, hit or behave in otherwise negative ways towards others. But what they actually mean is that they don't get aggressive. Once we talk it through, they realize that they actually get angry often, most people do, several times a week to several times a day. If you ask me, I will definitely say, I do get angry, but I do not get hostile, I do not throw things. But I cannot stand fools. I do get irritated, thoughts come to my mind how this guy does understand basic things. But this anger gets converted into action from my side to resolve the matter. Anger is an emotion characterized by an intense feeling of displeasure. It ranges from the frustration you might feel when you can't find your car keys to the intense rage you feel when you or someone you care about is treated terribly. Like any emotion, it includes a physiological response which includes increased heart rate and muscle tension. There will be thoughts like blaming others or wanting revenge. There is a predictable behavior such as a desire to lash out either verbally or physically I do not get the thought of lashing out at someone. Importantly, even though there is often a desire to act in this way, most people don't. They might feel an urge to yell or scream, but instead they might pout, cry, ruminate, breathe deeply or embrace some other strategy to express anger in a nonviolent way. This is why people might not realize how often they feel angry. Individuals express their sadness in very different ways, the same is true of anger. People often attribute their anger directly to external events, I got mad because of the traffic. When my boss undermined me, it made me so mad. In fact, a better explanation is that anger emerges from three interacting factors, a provocation, the person's interpretation of the provocation, and your mood at that time. The provocation is the trigger. It's what happened right before you got angry, the thing that made you mad. Maybe you were cut off in traffic, insulted by a coworker, or had your Wi-Fi dropped out while you were in the middle of creating an important presentation. Some situations are particularly likely to provoke anger, ones in which your goals are blocked or something slows you down, i.e., things that make you feel frustrated, or situations where you experience unfairness or injustice. For example, you had promised your customer that you will submit the draft copy of your proposal before the customer's board meeting. Then, it suddenly became windy, the power went off, your Wi-Fi collapsed. You forgot to recharge your backup Wi-Fi hotspot. Each person will express his slasher feeling differently but you are angry for sure. But before you actually get angry, you interpret that provocation. You decide what it means to you and whether or not you can cope with it. For example, imagine that you're insulted by a co-worker during a meeting. You might interpret that what he said was unfair and unreasonable and feel yourself starting to get angry. At this point, you decide if you can cope. Essentially, you choose how much it matters that he insulted you. If you think something like, no one listens to this person anyway, so it's no big deal, you will get less angry than if you think something like, this is terrible. My boss was in that meeting, and now she thinks I'm an idiot. Our reaction can be different, or we are trained differently to react to a situation. As a result, you may blow things out of proportion, or you may overgeneralize. Sometimes you may label people in an inflammatory way. You get a red light at a signal and say, this is going to ruin my life. This is blowing things out of proportion. Your following statement could be, this usually happens to me. It is overgeneralizing things. Your following statement would be, whoever designed this signal system is an idiot. 
This is an example of inflammatory labeling. These thoughts are more common when we're in particular moods. This is the third part of the why we get mad formula. The mood we're in when the provocation strikes is known as the pre-anger state and when we're tired, stressed, hungry, already angry, or in some other negative state, the provocation makes us madder than it otherwise would. This is one reason why something that doesn't bother us one day can worry us the next. Being able to think about your anger in this way, to understand why you get mad, allows you to take the next steps to develop a healthier relationship with your anger. When you understand your anger, you can better manage it and use it in more productive ways. I will share one old story of my grandson Suyash when he was maybe four years old. We had gone to a mall in Boston. Suyash wanted to buy a toy. One that he wanted to buy was already there in stock at home. He was just not convinced when my son Sachin suggested that we go to Toys R Us to get another good toy. Suyash started throwing tantrums and howling loudly. Sachin picked him up, and we came outside the mall. Sachin wanted Suyash to wear a jacket as it was freezing. I suggested we go without a coat. As soon as the cold weather hit him, he became quiet. He wanted to wear a jacket. Then I asked him, Suyash, are you hungry? He said, yes. He drank an entire bottle of orange juice. His tantrums were because he was hungry. When we see a furious reaction from a reasonably normal person, we should try to give him slash her leeway. For example, we can put an arm on the shoulder and take that person aside. Suggest that such a reaction will not be helpful more than 95% of the time, the person will rethink and change the behavior. But how are you going to handle the situation when you lose it? Well, you should try the everyday things count 10. Then, take a deep breath, maybe close your eyes. Next, if this still does not work, go to the washroom and wash your face with cold water. Finally, maybe eat a bar of chocolate you may be hungry. If all this fails, request an adjournment from the situation you may be in a meeting. I had done this a couple of times when a person opposite me was outraged during a meeting and was highly unreasonable. So I had realized very early in my career that shouting matches do not resolve anything in fact, they create more challenging situations. If you are going to reply in writing to a communication, write your extremely nasty reply. Curse that person but. Yes, there is a big but. Keep that reply in your draft folder. Read the response after you sleep over it. 99.9999% of the times, you will delete that reply. Pick up the phone and call that person and say, Hey dude, when can we meet for a coffee? Your issue will get resolved even before you have that cup of coffee.